You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello world, welcome on, welcome all. It is Monday Football Monday here on the SB Nation NFL show. A reminder that this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I am RG Ochoa from SB Nation's blog and the boys are home for Dallas Cowboys content. Yes, the jokes write themselves. This is Monday Football Monday where we recap everything that happened in the NFL on the Sunday before. In this case, the Saturday and Sunday before, given that super wild card weekend is five sixths of the way through. It is not just me here. It is our fantastic producer, Rachel, and it is the one and only from SB Nation's Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney, here to join me as he is every single Monday. Hi. You can watch us on the SB Nation NFL Twitter page, Facebook page, YouTube channel. You can also listen to us, of course, if you are a podcast listener on the SB Nation NFL show. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a rating. Ride review. Tell Pete how fancy he looks. Pete going with the vertical stripes today. You never go horizontal. That's what they teach you. You know, you're a man of style, Pete Sweeney. You would mm-hmm. never do that like Where's Waldo. Right, exactly. And I'm I'm sorry about this because as I'm looking at it, 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 it is somewhat close to a referee style uniform. Uh, and I know that the, that is a, an enemy not of the Cowboys me. right now. And, not for uh, me. Especially the, the quarterback who endorses garbage being thrown at them. But you know what? Look. We, we're moving on. We're, we're down to the Elite Eight slash nine because we got another game to go. It was a good weekend uh, uh, of ball, uh, I guess, in, in some some games, other games. Well, what would be really. nine? If, if we've got Elite Eight, what what would be the, the alliteration for nine? The nasty nine. I mean, they, <laughs> these teams have been nasty all year, and that's why they're still standing <laughs> at this point. Uh, there is one last game to go on Super Wildcard Weekend. The winner will head to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who were victorious throughout the weekend. Pete Sweeney, we have five games to get to, a very different um, array uh, for yeah. us than, than what we usually have to dive in. So, I mean, do, are you feeling less intimidated than a normal Monday football Monday? You know, I know the dudes on the podcast think that they, like, right. do work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, imagine talking about 16 games. Like imagine, yeah, you know, they, no. they can't do that. They they hand out their little awards and whatever right. they, you know, what it's like, nah, this this is a very different animal, you know. It's a, that that show is a it's a Lottie Da podcast, mm. whereas this is this is the essence of professionalism, as we know. Um, so I guess there's no place to start then with the Dallas Cowboys, right? I mean, okay. like, how how could we not? I mean, how how could we sure. not? Let's let's give the people what Rip they the paid band-aid to off. Um the Dallas Cowboys, as of now, between like I said, five super wild card games in the books. The Dallas Cowboys, the only home team to lose. The three seed in the NFC falling to, as we saw many different times throughout the broadcast, a long time rival in the San Francisco 49ers. Before we begin, my official formal apology 
formal yeah. note of surrender to Kyle Posey, to Rob Stats Guerrero from NinersNation.com. Your team is legitimate. My team is full of frauds, and I cannot <laughs> wait to roast them with you, Pete Tweeney. Okay. 23 to 17, the final score. The Cowboys made it cute at the very end and then wanted to whine and cry about it. Um, I am so frustrated with this Cowboys team, Pete Tweeney, and the way that their season has ended. This season was supposed to be different for the Cowboys. This season was different for the Dallas Cowboys at different points. And then it all fell apart um, around when Dak Prescott returned from the calf injury. The 49ers look like uh, a team that, you know, can have serious postseason success. They look like the 49ers that your Kansas City Chiefs beat in the Super Bowl two years ago. Um, I hope they beat the Packers. That's kind of where I'm at here. I'm super bitter, disappointed, frustrated, and in a bad mood. So what do you got for me? Yeah, so I to be clear here, this is this is the game I saw the least of the weekend because I was on my way to Arrowhead Stadium with the way the games were stacked. But from what I, I did see uh, at the beginning of this game, it looked a little like the Cowboys were simply outcoached and not prepared for the 49ers to just come out, score right away, and, and really change the course of the game. I, I didn't expect the Cowboys to only be able to put up 17 points against the 49ers. I thought that this could be one of these offensive games where it was a little bit higher scoring, quite honestly. Uh, but for what it's worth, and I understand that the 49ers uh, almost let the Cowboys back into this game slash have the go-ahead touchdown, it seemed like they had control for a lot of the game. I mean, what are you talking about? Like 56, 57 minutes. So I, I think they certainly deserve to win to me. We're always talking about what this means for their chances moving forward. I think there there are two key injuries to watch, and Nick Bosa with the concussion, mm -hmm. and then Fred Warner with the ankle injury. As good as the 49ers offense looked at times, again, I didn't see the whole game, but at times to me in this game, if you are without those two guys, it's going to be really tough to beat the Green Bay Packers who are coming up um, next week. I mean, I you know I tend to think the Packers are going to be a much better challenge than this Cowboys team showed uh, on on Sunday I also I, I was surprised to see just how little the Cowboys ran the football and it, it seemed like there was a lack of balance and and one thing I kind of had heard in passing with analysis of this game is it took too long to get Lamb involved and the one catch it, it says for 21 yards and and again didn't see the whole game but it, it felt like a mess for the Cowboys um so it's I mean, I don't, I don't want to take away from the 49ers. They, they destroyed the Cowboys. They deserve to win. You're right. It's tough that they might be operating without both Nick Bosa and Fred Warner. Um, you mentioned that they control the game. They did. And they, they have warts. I mean, like every team has warts. Every team has flaws. They did mm -hmm. kind of let the Cowboys, I want to say back in the game, but Dallas got the ball, two minutes, 42 seconds left, had all three timeouts, had an opportunity to go get the game-winning score. They put together Pete Sweeney, the, you know, as many people love to hype them up as the best offense in the NFL from some statistical measurements, a six play drive before turning the ball over on downs. And that was without Nick Bosa and Fred Warner on the field for the 49ers. Just, right. you know, total and complete catastrophic failure. And that's why what happened after the game from the Cowboys side of things really upset me. Everybody saw the final play. I don't understand why you would run a quarterback draw in that moment. Thank you, Bear, who was upset also. Yeah. I mean, it, it was Joe Judge-like. You know what I mean? I, I, That is what I was immediately reminded of, us making fun of Joe Judge for doing a similar thing. Not exact same, right? But like that was what we were getting on him about. And this was a, a playoff game. 
So my dog is uh, super pissed. I don't know if that was the mail or somebody uh, showing up to uh, ser- serve goes. me my off-season papers. Thank you, Bear. You're fine. Bear. Um, uh, the Bear is not not a great look these these days either. But um, no. I, again, I just the quarterback draw. You have no clock stoppages. And yeah. Look, I I don't know who to give my coworker satisfaction more about um, because Dak Prescott came out and really was disappointing after the game um you you touched on it he somewhat i mean you could say this in a literal sense i mean i think you're you know i don't know if it's exaggerating or not maybe some people feel it is but you could say he advocated for fans throwing beer bottles at officials um he he, to be clear he cowboys players thought they were the ones uh that were the subject of of the beer bottles and dak prescott was uh was correct that it was officials who the fans were throwing them at and he said, oh, well, you know, good on them. Good for them. Uh, and credit again, to kind, them. Yeah. yeah, credit to them. And, and kind of supported and cheered on, again, fans throwing bottles at officials, uh, which is lame. I mean, that's super lame. That's actually trash. I mean, like, it's literally trash. That is so trash from Dak. Um, I've told this story before, Pete. Um, several years ago, the Cowboys had um, a fourth-round receiver on their team, Ryan Switzer, who bounced around. He yeah. got married. And uh, the night he got married, he posted like a selfie video on Snapchat uh, and a bunch of Cowboys players on the dance floor and Switzer having a good time, uh, throws the middle finger up in front of the camera. And Dak Prescott put his hand out and covered the finger up. And, you know, and you could just kind of see the the sense of him to realize I cannot be right. in a shot with with the middle finger up. And so he has always said and done the right thing as the quarterback of the most visible team in the world. And. For him to come out and say this, I get that he was pissed and they lost and whatever. But here's the thing: like, like a lot of Cowboys fans acting like officials screwed them. Like Dak didn't know the rule. Dak had to hand the ball back to the official. We've seen Larry Fitzgerald do that a thousand times. Dak messed up, and the lack of accountability is something. And this is where you will all enjoy. I think stems and seeps from Mike McCarthy at every turn this season. When the Cowboys have lost, when bad things have happened, uh, particularly against the Raiders on Thanksgiving. Mike McCarthy has deflected, has, you know, shedded accountability, said it's on officials. In fact, at one point, literally said that the Cowboys, after they lost to the Cardinals, were up against the officials. He, I mean, so that that is such a loser attitude to me. And I'm so disappointed. I'm so out on Mike McCarthy. I I think it was fair. That's a big turnaround for you. Well, I think it it was fair to defend him at certain points this season, but like to be this unprepared. And to to not even yeah. have the the accountability to say, you know what, we just got beat. I mean, like that is so embarrassing to me. And that culture has clearly manifested itself to where it has now contaminated the one dude who was like, you know, above them, that in, in right. Dak Prescott. And so I really feel like that is a big time problem for this team. Um, the, the jokes write themselves. I mean, they are they are dysfunction. They are catastrophe. They are in a drought. I mean, they are yeah. who they are. They lost a playoff game at home to Jimmy Garoppolo. At one point, he, I mean, they had they had 14 penalties and they and they were the most penalized team in the NFL and they want to come out and point right. fingers at officials for robbing them. It's insane. Yeah, it's tough. This is a, a scenario too where I mean, I always look at these games and and I mean, there have been <clears throat> there have been games in which the Chiefs um it 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 felt like okay, the refs were kind of stacked up against them but i always go back to the idea that like 
Like a game is 60 minutes long. There are so many plays in the game. You have so much opportunity to go and score and, and stay with another team. Well, and so not, to not, on one not to play. Cut, not, not to cut you off. Sorry. But like I said, they got the ball with two right. minutes and 42 seconds left. They they got they controlled their own destiny. They had Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb on the field and Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott and all you know yeah. what I mean? All their superstars and no right. Nick Bosa or Fred Warner, all three timeouts, and they failed. And that's on them. It's not on anybody else. Yeah, and and I'm not going to define Dak by one comment where he is highly emotional. Sure. But I will say this. Does Tom Brady or Pat or even like a Lamar Patrick, or Patrick, please. or Pat, Joe Burrow, would they ever get to a podium and say something like that? The, the answer is probably not. I mean, you're the leader of your team. You're the leader of your organization. You got beat over 60 minutes. It didn't come down to to one play where the ref was in the way. And what are you doing calling a quarterback draw in that situation anyway? I mean, this is this is like a LeBron. Like Dak to me is your LeBron. Why is another player taking the shot or why why is the ball out of his hands in this scenario? Let him throw the ball down the field and see if you can have a chance here. You never know, too. You talk about the referees. Sometimes you throw the ball down the field and a PI is egregious and all of a sudden you have an 11 yeah. yard throw to go. You know what I mean? No, I mean, I agree. I mean, like a billion things can happen there that weren't what happened um, that can be wrong. I mean, we see guys like lay on dudes, you know what I mean? All the time. Like, to, you know, right. it's just like, why would you take that out of your control? It, it is there was so... a teaching moment this year, too, with with I remember the the Claypool game where it was right. Steelers and, and Vikings. It's not like this was an unknown thing. I, I I think head coaches do a really good job of like going around the NFL and showing their team stuff that happens around the league. And and to me, after that Claypool thing happens, I would have had that clip up and, and saying, we're not going to do this. This is what you have to do. These are the rules. I mean, that is the very basic, I think, point of having a head coach. You have to be a master of the rule book. You have to understand everything that goes into it. And, and for the players to be ill-prepared in the most simplest fashion, Certainly on McCarthy. And what's tough about it is I thought the Cowboys had a, had a good year. I think for this organization in particular, you got to get to next week and probably the NFC title game to feel like it was a success and you're building on steps. Uh, so they came up a little bit short. But this is the one and done nature of the NFL. Maybe they play this 10, 10 times and the Cowboys win seven or so of that. I, I don't even think they do. I mean, you, you think maybe it's more. Close. No, because the most the most predictable thing all, all week long was the 49ers are going to run the ball like crazy. Kyle mm -hmm. Shanahan's going to hide Jimmy Garoppolo and Debo Samuel is going to go off like those are the things you had to guard against or work against or plan for and prepare for. And all of those things literally happened. You know what I'm saying? I actually like, thought like, they didn't use Debo enough in this game. I saw him at the beginning of the game, and I'm like, oh, my God, Debo's going to go for 200 yards. And then I, you know, I ended up checking the box score later, and it wasn't even really close. I to mean, that. he had 10 carries for 72 yards and a touchdown that kind of iced the game. And, and you know, the Cowboys did kind of come back a little bit you know, okay. after that. Um, he did have only three catches, so that's fine. But this this game could have been so much worse. And that's, again, where blaming the officials is, is hilarious to me. Jimmy Garoppolo, late in the third quarter, had Brandon I wide open i mean like wide open like <laughs> nobody nobody in the in the like uh you know in in the camera pan like just brandon Ayuk and just overthrows him on third and ten that gives, 
you're talking right. me into it and and i think I'm, I'm starting to understand and and i think you're right like there should be no scenario where jimmy g defeats dak and no game, i mean at like, home but, especially but so so jimmy misses him and and so that's on third and ten and so the 49ers punt the ball by the way they punt the ball to the cowboys who then get in a fourth and five situation themselves they run a fake punt great mm. cool okay great and then they keep the punt team on the field for who knows what reason, Tony Romo speculates on the broadcast as it's happening, saying, well, they're, they're trying to get Kyle Shan to, to, to call a timeout. I have no idea why. They let 40 seconds just tick off the clock and then took a delay of game penalty because they didn't right. want to call a timeout themselves. I mean, again, they want to cry and moan and groan at the end of the game about how they ran out of time. I think those seconds could have been valuable if you hadn't just wasted them standing, literally standing around. But the Cowboys go and get a field goal off the Jimmy Garoppolo, again, uh, miss on Brandon Ayuk. And then, and then Pete Tweeney, late in the game, 49ers are driving, and Debo picks up what I thought was an like undeniable first down to ice the game. But this this is reviewed. It takes forever. It's ruled that it's fourth and short. Okay, great. 49ers are going to go for it on fourth and one. They're going to QB sneak it. And Trent Williams false starts. Like, you know, they had all these things that, that like, you know, gave the Cowboys life. And, right. and so for Dallas to sit here and say, like, oh, my gosh, the officials robbed us. No, you're yeah. losers. You are losers. You are frauds. You are front runners. And that's it. Like, you just have to own it. Yeah. It, it it's tough it's tough and and it's this type of game that makes for a, a rather long off season you know what i mean it's not one where you feel like good about the year at all even too it, it almost ruins some of the the changes and, and how the cowboys kind of it felt like took another step in the other direction this season so we'll see what happens i i know that they have high expectations down there in the big d i don't know i don't know what kind of movement happens when it comes to coaching staff and, and whatnot Last thing it was revealed, like this also really bothered me. Like, look, if a player's hurt, you're injured. I mean, I want you to get better, always. always. But Zeke Elliott, in his first like comments after the game, comes out and says, "Well, I played part of the season with a torn, partially torn PCL." Okay, first of all, like you're doing the thing that like (laughs) you know we hate, where it's like the season's over, so it's like everybody feels sorry for me. Like, dude, this is not a great look for you. What's more is Zeke was so unwatchable this year for the Cowboys yes he hit a thousand yards yes the Cowboys sold t-shirts and feed me stuff and whatever blah blah but he is so clearly not the best runner on his team and so the Cowboys purposely Pete Sweeney played uh an injured Zeke what's more is the incompetence of them is last week in that meaningless game against the Philadelphia Eagles they gave a hobbled Zeke 18 carries so he could get his thousand yards on the season I mean, just a masterclass at ineptitude from the Cowboys right. as, over the second half of the season. You actually w- would have been better off just letting him down and, and recovering from this injury and, and him being fresh for next year. Because now now what do you have to show for it? It's nothing. And who knows what kind of surgical procedure he's going to undergo and how, how ready he'll be for, for week one. And even a healthy Zeke at this stage, I think it is still worth a question about whether Pollard should be the one and, and they should end up flipping it. I think the good teams that are out there, they do the right thing in the sense of like, it's it's not really taking your loss, but just being honest with yourself. It doesn't matter the amount of money that you paid. It's over. That money is gone. It's it's agreed to whatever. Just go to do whatever you can to, to win the football game. And, and the Cowboys were shooting themselves in the foot seemingly all year long, RJ. Sorry. Well, um, now, Pete Sweeney, that the Cowboys are eliminated, my hopes are pinned on one mm-hmm. team. Yeah, and I am. I am all in. I. I mean, let's 
the let's Buccaneers. Ride. Let's no, no, no. Let's do this together. <laughs> no, the no. Buffalo oh, Bills. No. The back. Buffalo he Bills destroyed the New oh, England man. Patriots on Saturday night. I had a cup of hot chocolate watching this. Felt this so nice. was this was uh, a, a terrible game. Um, forty. Thank you, Bear. I know your team, Bills, too. Forty-seven to seventeen. The final score. The Bills became the first team in NFL history to not punt or kick mm-hmm. a field goal and all these like impressive things all at once. Josh Allen was remarkable. 21 of 25, 308 yards, five passing touchdowns. Devin Singletary won me my fantasy league of record, but he has been a big reason for Buffalo's success as of late 16 carries, 81 yards, two touchdowns. The Mac attack was not enough. Pete Tweeney, 24 of 38, 232 yards, two touchdowns and two interceptions. Micah Hyde just had a gorgeous interception, interception yeah. uh, at the beginning of this game. Can't wait for year two of Mac Jones when the like um, the, the tour of it is called Return of the Mac. But mm-hmm. man, uh, the Patriots were just lambasted by the Bills in the game i think that buffalo bills fans and the organization were waiting for this type of opportunity against new england for 20 years and they were prepared they came out they smacked new england right in the mouth i believe at one point this game was what 27 to nothing and you know never really was a game and then it was even 33 to three uh, like uh, you know, on top pos- of that the possessions of this look stupid if you pull up the possessions of the bills touchdown 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 end of half touchdown 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 kneeling it's they it didn't looks, have a it possession looks, it, looks, it looks like a match he didn't like score yeah. a touchdown that is crazy because you're doing it against new england and you're doing it against bill belichick the greatest defensive mind in the history of the game and no one really argues with that and okay so they have a rookie quarterback but that had nothing to do with the fact that they had a rookie quarterback you had to watch bill belichick get to the podium after this and say we could not stop them and bills fans have been waiting for this for 20 years as the patriots dominated them year after year after year now when it comes to this particular bills team they look like the hottest and best team in the postseason right now and there were a lot of beatdowns this weekend and i'm sure we're going to get into the other ones as well but to do this what do you mean? You're sure? Like it's a question? Like uh, whether or not we're going to talk about the playoff games? You, you know, no minute is guaranteed, RG. When you get to my age, I'm sure you'll get there at some point. You never know what can happen. So, so to be able to do this and do this against Bill and have to watch Bill go up there and kind of whimper and whimper his way out, and really, it 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 is such a a flip of the switch where you like wonder how long it's going to take New England now to catch up with buffalo and i also feel like buffalo is the team in the postseason whether it is this next round or the afc title or the super bowl that you just don't want to see you're praying that the next team knocks them out because this was this was dominant and this was that big brother little brother flipping situation where you know i think there's a lot of patriots fans and we know that that's such a passionate fan base that are being real with themselves and being like and we are so far from this team, even despite that freak win that we had in the the wind. And I also think this, your boy, RJ, I think you needed to see this type of effort from Josh Allen, where he's doing it not only on the ground, but through the air. He had 308 yards, five touchdowns for a rating of 157.6, and then added another 66 yards. He looked like the MVP of the NFL in this game. And uh, now Buffalo looks pretty scary. You know, I, I think you got to be real with yourself. And you had touched upon it, but it wasn't, just 
the offense in this game, which was completely dominant, but it was the defense making plays. They got a pretty good defense too. And so most complete team, probably the hottest team right now. I actually am surprised that they're even slight underdogs despite coming to Arrowhead. I thought it would be a straight pick em game. Our, our friends at, at DraftKings Sportsbook, but the Bills opened as two and a half point dogs, which to me, it just doesn't even seem right at this stage with how they play it against the Pats. You mentioned the possessions for Buffalo, touchdown, touchdown, times infinity. Um, the impressive thing to me is that's not, you know, like sometimes you see you see like cousins of that um, where right. it's like, you know, like their defense had a, a takeaway like on the opposing 12-yard line. You know, like it's just this like barrage of like crazy coincidences. But the possessions traveled for Buffalo. All, these are the touchdowns. 70 yards, 80 yards, 81 yards, 89 yards, 58 yards, 77 yards. I mean, like, and then finally, uh, 39 yards. I mean, the, the shortest one was 39 yards, the last touchdown of, of the of the game for the Bills. I mean, just like, you know, total, complete, absolute offensive domination. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I, and, you know. And spreading the ball around, too. I mean, I'm counting right here. It looked like nine, ten different receivers. McKenzie was in the mix. It's a good team. Dawson Knox uh, was awesome. Stephon Diggs was awesome. Stephon Diggs might be, I, I, he might be the most clutch receiver in in the playoffs. You know, like I don't know that I would say he's the best receiver, but he might be the most clutch receiver in the playoffs. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. I catching mean, catching the ball in big spots. Just what? Uh, I mean, I don't even like what. This is a tour, like, for the Bills. I mean, it really is. Like, you know, they've got – you said, okay, they got their win they've been waiting for for 20 years. Like, yeah, they, they've won the AFC East two years in a row. Yeah, they beat the Patriots. This was different. Like, this, yeah. this, this is – you smack them around in the playoffs. You end their season. This is a game you remember forever. 47-17 right. and winning 27 And, and, and in the cold, like, the, the yeah. images from this game will be forever. And all the Viagra talk and everything, like, it was just – it's iconic in your memory. Mm -hmm. And so, like, yeah, I mean – this is this is their next one, right? Like this is their next like name on the list, right? Is the Chiefs at Arrowhead? You know, like you know, scene of the crime from last year's AFC Championship game. Yeah, like, I said this. I said this to a colleague last night, and I'm not trying to get into the Chiefs too soon here, but I said this to a colleague last night. Like the Bills right now remind me of when the Chiefs were on the come up and they were trying to prove everybody wrong, and now they're having that like let's knock the king off the hill type of energy. And I think it's leading into a game and sometimes the playoff seeding just ends up working this way with the Titans as a top seed. Like, are you going to be shocked if the winner of Chiefs Bills just rolls right onto the Super Bowl? It feels like this almost should be on the AFC title once again. No, I agree. Um, you know, obviously in the lead up to last week's Cowboys Niners game, um, I did a lot of podcasting with stats um, over at Blog and the Boys of Niners Nation. And we talked a lot about just because of the history of the rivalry, how obviously in the early 90s, it was it was just like that was the Super Bowl, the NFC Championship game between the Cowboys and the Niners three years right. in a row. And I talked about there's a, a line from Steve Young in the America's Game documentary on the 94 Niners where he says, we showed up to training camp that year to beat the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. And I love that. Like, I, I love that, like, he's willing to say that. The dismissiveness mm -hmm. to the San Diego Chargers at the time, really embarrassing. But, um, <laughs> but like, I feel like if you ask the Bills, they would say, we showed up this season to training camp on day one to beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead in the playoffs. Like, that that would be their answer. And if they're you know able I mean? to do it, you got to be careful because I there is a target on the Chiefs. You could tell how much that Chiefs win meant to them in week five. And there was a little bit of a letdown there. So if the Bills are able to do it next week, 
they got to remember, they still have two games to go. It isn't just about beating the Chiefs. And I, I think that is important for that fan base, that team, and, and everything to remember that. This is just a divisional round. Um, assuming they win. I mean, I don't know how uh, they win on Sunday, that is. I don't know how they're not, you know, the favorite. I mean, in the AFC. I mean, I just, you know, you, you're really worried about the other other side of things. You know, <laughs> I, I just... Um, I do feel like the Tennessee Titans are not getting enough credit and the Cincinnati Bengals are really spicy. So <clears throat> I think there is, <clears throat> I mean, what's crazy is right now when, with, with the four teams that are left in the AFC, you'd actually be the most shocked if the top seed went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, what? But that's kind of where we're at at this point, at this point. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, for anyone who hasn't listened to Monday Football Monday for the last two years, you are dead to us. But uh, yeah. Pete Tweeney has uh, professed his love for many different teams. Like, I have one side team, and it's the Bills. Been very clear about this. Um, everybody around here, what, you know, their side team was the Chargers. Pete had a yeah. had a little fling with the Washington football team. W-T. He was He was... Pete was the only person to ever say that Joe Burrow would be a good NFL quarterback. Just I said for the that record. Right, um, right from the start. And, and, you know, the fact that he was the number one overall pick, you know, really was just uh, at a point of affirmation for Pete Tweeney's point. Uh, the Bengals, Pete, got their yeah. first playoff win in 31 years. Their first playoff win since text messaging was invented with a 26 to 19 victory over the Las Vegas Raiders. There was some controversy in this game by way of officiating. What a surprise. Um, I thought the Raiders played admirably um, this season, just a lot for them. But at the end of the day, the Bengals are just a a much better team and they proved it. Yeah. Let's reiterate that we're not blaming officials for any result of any game, but the officiating just in general of this weekend was embarrassing. I mean, the, the NFL has to like go back and be like, what are our processes on figuring out who's referring where, why are, why are we in multiple situations all weekend where everyone is on Twitter and being like, why is it, are we talking about the officiating so much? This is, this is crazy. The whistle thing was horrible. You can't have a whistle blow and not blow, blow it down. I understand that they, the whistle wasn't supposed to be blown. That's defenders are taught and coached to play to the whistle. So they don't get penalties after the whistle and the whistle blows and you're just going to let that touchdown stand. That is one of the worst officiating decisions I've ever seen. I don't think it's the reason the Raiders lost the game. To me, the Bengals are, were the better team on this night. It, it seemed like a case where, and, and I I ended up picking the Raiders because I, I felt like they had a, a juice about them entering the playoffs that I, I didn't foresee. And I felt like they were the hottest team in the playoffs. But then I should have known and I should have not overlooked the fact that Derek Carr 
is not a quarterback who can get this done in a big spot. I should have leaned into my guy, Joe Burrow. Burrow showed at times, look, it was an up and down game, but Burrow, I think, showed that he has what it takes to go and win uh, this tournament. Jamar Chase was was great again. And I think this uh, I think this is um, just it's all about the Cincinnati fan base, right? <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, roll. I'm three hours of sleep after SNF. Um, the Bengals, this is about the Bengals fan base, and it is one of the lovable losers teams of the NFL. And in a in a similar way to the Bills, but maybe a year early, right? This to me, led by Burrow, and as the offensive line improves and as they begin to put defensive pieces and stuff like that, I think this is a team playing a year early, and I think this is a turnaround for the franchise. This isn't like a one-year wonder thing where we're going to win one playoff game. I think the Bengals are going to be a thing in the AFC and one of the contenders in the AFC for a very long time, and this is just the beginning. I mean, that's that's the cool part. This is chapter one of the Bengals' turnaround, and I'm left on the other side with the Raiders of where do they go from here? Do they keep Rich Basaccia, who by a miracle got them into the postseason? Do they go with Derek Carr or try to get a different quarterback? I, I think there's a lot of questions on the other side. So a lot of people have tried to liken the Bengals, like you said, like kind of the Bills, like they're a year too early, blah, 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 whatever. What they feel like to me, and I want to be very clear, this is like in a very different way, but right. is the the 2012 Seahawks. Um, yeah. That that team obviously had like the beginnings of the Legion of Boom. And, and you know, obviously at the time, Russell wasn't this great passer that he he would go on to become. But you could see like they had a nucleus that was that was very young, that was going to grow and develop together over time. That's what you see in Cincinnati. The, the nucleus of offensive talent. It's really on the defensive side of the ball as well. But, I mean, is there. And so, like, in that sense, like, you know, and that team lost to Atlanta in the playoffs that, that year um, after getting their first playoff win in a, in a while, obviously. But, I mean, that. so they've got some, some vibes of that to me. What I love about them, and, like, I say this as a bitter Cowboys fan now, like, I love Jamar Chase is your best wide receiver. Okay, force feed it to him. Throw him the ball a billion times. Like, that's your best dude. Throw him the ball a thousand times. Twelve targets, nine catches, a buck sixteen. Um, you mentioned the whistle, and this was the first uh, playoff game um, of the weekend. So, like now, yeah. especially because the Cowboys, like you know, pooped all over themselves. This is such an afterthought of the weekend. But like, the, here's the take, and I, I know you agree. Should the whistle have been blown? No, it should not. It was a mistake, but it was blown. So you can't act like it wasn't blown. And it was so right. embarrassing how the NFL just like swept this under the rug. Even at halftime, their statement was they were going to let Terry McNally, the NBC rules official, <laughs> like what what a fraud way to go about this by the NFL. It, yeah. Again, it's this it's, is a th- that, that this one deserves an apology from the league. That's no, like, how bad the call was. Yeah. And I'm with you. Like, I don't think the, the Raiders win, if not for the whistle. But like the in, and I hate to sound like this, but the like integrity of the game was compromised because of this. And I realized like the whistle had no bearing on the play. Tyler Boyd's going to catch that touchdown no matter what, et cetera. But the whistle was blown. And so if you're not going to adhere to the rules the way they are written and the way they are meant to be, you know, ruled, what are you doing? Like you're, you're damaged. The defenders in the end zone, I, it's so bang, bang. But if you really watch the replay of the, of the play, the defenders in the end zone kind of ease up, which is what they're supposed to do when they hear the whistle. So I, I don't, I don't know. It, it probably is a touchdown if you really watch it, but you don't know for sure. I don't think there's a hundred percent. You're certain that that's a, a touchdown and the rule is the rule if the whistle is yeah. blown it's dead that, like it's that's, dead you know that's what it is like that's the that's end of the it problem like, is. Wh- whether it's un like whether it would have sucked or not is a different subject right. but it like you have to call that play dead because of the rule um 
I just I can't believe that there are so people, so many people who are like, no, no, the NFL got this right. They got it wrong. They literally got it wrong. And then they just tried to like overlook it because they're the NFL and that's how they want to roll in situations like You know that Derek Carr wouldn't get on that mic and say these refs deserve garbage at them. I'll just say that. You know uh, what though? Like honestly, he didn't do that, which no, is no, like, I know, and, I know. and they like I don't think I don't think that I love, I love pushing you onto tangents. <laughs> no, but like I I know I I'm with you. Like I don't think that that really had uh, an. I think the Bengals are going to win that game no matter what. Yeah. Um. But you could at least make an argument that they're that they're not right. It's not a good mm-hmm. one, but you can you can draw that conclusion. And Derek Carr is a way less sore loser about it than the Cowboys. Like I can't believe that. Like I'm jealous of how Derek Carr handled things. Um. Just what a sad sad state of affairs. Beats me. Thanks. Come, I love you come- so much. The come up of the week is is Who Day Nation and Jason and, and everybody that that has put up with the garbage that this team has put out for three decades. They get their first playoff win, and you know what? They got a they got a good chance in Tennessee too. I I think either team can win that game, so they might they might be on their way to the AFC title. We'll see. Um. Well, congrats to the Who Day Nation. Right. I, I don't know. Like I, I I'm not big on the Who Day thing. Like oh come on. I, it's no, but there's there's Who Day. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the who that I like. There's Whoville and there's who that. I don't have room for more who's in my mm. life. You know what I mean? You uh, know what I just realized, and I'm upset about this that you just said Whoville. I don't think I watched The Grinch this Christmas season. It's a too late. It's way too late, right? I it's can't. It's definitely even too late. Um, gonna have to I, uh, wait till next year. Now, do you Ashamed. go? Do you go cartoon or Jim Carrey version? Oh, I gotta go Jim Carrey. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. You can watch both if you really like it. I'm I I don't know how I overlooked missing my chance to watch The Grinch. Well. Eight more, eight or nine more months, and I can I could turn that thing on. That's how long we got to wait for the Cowboys to be relevant once <laughs> again. Uh, let's maybe, move maybe on. Longer than that, uh, it'd be the bear of bad news because the uh, the, 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 the Giants Tampa. and the the WFT and those dirty birds, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yes, thrashed the yeah. Philadelphia Eagles, yeah, thirty-one to fifteen. The final score: birds. no Chris Godwin, no right. Antonio Brown. No problem. I mean, again, on the subject of, you know, dudes, you should utilize Eagles. And I know he ended with 11 targets. Use Devontae Smith like all the time. I don't know why the Eagles did not want to do this for whatever reason. This game was over fast, Pete. What did you think uh, of Troy Aikman being upset that he was on this game as opposed to the Cowboys game? You, you know, at the time, I was still jacked and juiced for the Cowboys <laughs> game, so I felt this, like, kind of pride, right? Like, I was like, man, Tro- <laughs> Troy's out here, like, dragging the Eagles and saying he wishes he was there. That would have been awesome, by the way, to have Troy call a Cow... Not just a Cowboys game, but Cowboys Niners. I mean, it was, you know, whatever. Like, fine. I'm I'm over it, but I'm not over okay. it. I'm devastated. It will be for a long time, but... Um, okay. This game sucked. I mean, like to be honest, this was this this was the worst game of the weekend, right? Like this was, and we're gonna get to the Chiefs game, but this was like we don't need a seven seed NFL. Like I I, I would rather the Bucks have had the bye, to be quite honest, from from a like NFL fan perspective. Yeah, I think, and we're, we're going to talk about this game and next game. So maybe I don't know, whatever. I'm just going to talk about it now. It, this weekend did make you question the two seven and why they're doing it. I, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers completely blew out the eagles and the eagles shouldn't even been in this game really um they shouldn't it almost felt like they shouldn't be a playoff team um i thought hurts regressed and that's part of the reason that was the problem they and i did fight their way back but this game was over but like i don't think what? he regressed this is who he's been i mean like he's, he's, a, he's a limited quarterback like this, 31 this is to nothing in the in the third and then you know we'll get to the chiefs game but they ended up doubling up the steelers 42 to 21 
is the NFL better for these games? I just don't know. I, I it is feeling a little like two seven is going to be like the semifinal game in the national championship, which has been just absolute disasters each and every year. And it's like, why are we even wasting our time with this now? It's, it's worth bringing up, and the, I think it's an interesting it, it, thing, but it's, it's not going 16, anywhere. Well, I, no, like, I'm re- you I'm love ahead. March Madness. It's sixteen yeah. one. That's what this is. It's well, like, and you have you have right. your um, gosh, who was it? Um, um, uh, HB who who was who upset Virginia? Virginia, Virginia. Who, who, but who they lose to? Uh, the sixteen like seed. Yeah, I know, but who? What was the school? It was like HB? I'm forgetting off the top of my head. Um, HBCU. Thank you. Um, like you have that once every thousand years. And like, so in that moment, you're like, this is awesome. But no, like we don't need this. No, but and and I'm realistic enough to know that this is not going anywhere because it's just another two games and we're going to watch them anyway. And the NFL makes more money because of it. But yeah, just an absolute domination. It kind of went how you thought it, it would go right where the Buccaneers really never had a chance to, to lose this game. Like I said, the Eagles made it interesting at the end, but that was just pure garbage time. And they would have had to have a lot of things break their way to get, get back in this game. They ended up cutting it to 16, but um, I thought that the most telling point of this game for the Buccaneers was actually from the broadcast where Troy Aikman was talking about your boy, Bruce Arians and saying that Arians said, as long as I have Tom Brady in offensive line, we're going to score points. And it doesn't matter if they don't have Antonio Brown or Chris Godwin, who have been, you know, those pillars of, of their offense here. Uh, they didn't even need a, a top running back in Lenny or Ron Jones. They were able to get it done with Keyshawn Vaughn and, and Gio Bernard. And yeah, I, I think despite losing some of those players toward the end, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Buccaneers found their way into the Super Bowl again. You're you're getting to the divisional round here, and and it really does feel like it's going to be the eight best teams so long so long as LA wins tonight, uh, which would make for a a really interesting divisional round. Yeah, nah, dude. Like I, I mean, look, I'm fully acknowledging that. Like I'm all in my feelings today, but like yeah. I, re- I really think that Tampa lucked out that Dallas lost, and I like I think Dallas oh, yeah. losing. I think Dallas losing cemented. Well, the refs, the NFL loves Tom Brady and the refs. So I, I so I'm with you. It's I, a conspiracy. They so had much. to get the Cowboys. <laughs> um, by the way, we didn't address this um, because you wanted it. Like this is this is the one win I have today. Uh, mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I have another win. I ha- I ordered Super Smash Brothers from Nintendo Switch. I told yes. you that before we started recording. So that's coming in the mail. It's going to help me out in the offseason. Sure. Uh, but something else. Maybe maybe when I take a break from some smashing. I get my Chipotle carnitas burrito that I oh won off the Buffalo Bills. Oh you God. believed in the New England Patriots. I would yeah. like to hear you say, Pete Sweeney, RJ, the Bills beat the Patriots. I owe you a carnitas burrito no. from Chipotle. You know, you know, that's, those that. are the rules. You got to say it. <laughs> we never made the rules about saying it. Though. Pete Sweeney, be a man. Let's go. RJ, be I, a man. I owe you a carnitas burrito for the Bills and Why? Patriots. Why, though? Why? The Bills, the Bills beat the Patriots. I, the Patriots was my worst pick of the weekend. I actually picked, I picked the Raiders. I, I, had, I had a perfect day yesterday. I picked the Raiders, which you know they were close enough. Where like, okay, I, I don't feel the worst about it. I mean, the Patriots pick is just an awful, awful pick. No, I agree. Um, it was emotional. But okay, like back to my point. I think the Cowboys losing, or rather, San Francisco winning, I think sets up the rematch of last year's NFC title game. Because I'm with you. I don't think San, I would love it. I mean, because I'm bitter. Um, I would love it because look, here's the thing, Pete. Oh, man, like 
if San Francisco loses and more specifically gets routed by the Packers, it will be like, well, San Francisco went to Mike McCarthy's house and beat him. And then they went to Lambeau and got destroyed by the right. team that, that fired Mike McCarthy. So whatever. But so say, I mean, Packers are going to destroy the Niners, I fear. And I think the Bucks are going to destroy the Rams because we're both picking the Rams. Well, I mean, the, the, the Niners, it, their season could very well come down to this Bosa concussion thing. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the severity is. I mean, him being ruled out is never a good sign. So we'll see. They need him to have a chance against the Packers. That's just reality. I agree. Um, but so congratulations to the Buccaneers, 31 to 15 final score. Defending the Eagles. title. They're still alive. Eagles season is over, but this was a prosperous season for the Eagles, all things considered. I mean, they have three first-round picks. They established a bit of a culture. Good year for the birds, right? I mean, Sirianni came a long way from that ridiculous initial presser. I don't. When you were watching that initial presser, you were like, "This team is screwed. They are never going to be anything under this guy." And to make the postseason, I guess, is a is a a win it's like a consolation prize because you get smashed but it is it is what it is and uh, tampa bay moves on which we all expected and uh, you know i think the the nfl playoffs are better when tom brady is involved the, at the ripe age of 45 or whatever he is when are we going to boca raton like like when you know what are we when are we doing this i mean when if they if they could stop with these new variants of covid that uh, would be ideal i mean at, at a certain well, point, new variants of covid new variants of loki as well so there's a lot of um you know yeah, the place. yeah once the variants stop then we can make our our, our trip to, to boca raton boca that, raton that, that'll give me enough time to to like maybe find a, a girlfriend to like have like a double date thing you could bring your kid too you know uh, right now it would just be me you the kid your wife, it would be like a, it'd be like a third so wheel situation. A mom, dad, son, and Uncle Pete. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's Uncle Pete. <laughs> All uh, right, I'm gonna let mom and dad go out for the night. I'll just watch this kid. By the way, know? here's the thing nobody told me about having a kid. I smell like milk all the time. That's yeah. I, the only thing I smell like. I smell I like milk. I told you that. I don't even have a kid. Yeah. Um, shout out to Leche. Okay, let's um final game of the week so far, Pete Sweeney, the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. What are a game. back? Are We're they back. really back? Because did they really go anywhere? They're still here. Kansas City Chiefs. Um, this was the the best draw of the century for the Chiefs. I mean, like, yep. I'm I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but like the, the fact that this was even kind of close for a little the fact that Kansas City was actually down seven nothing in the seventh quarter is maybe like one percent concerning, but they storm back. Um, they win with authority. Ben Roethlisberger goes out with a whimper, uh, as predicted. Uh, this was just th this was a formality. That's really all this was. This was just like a everything, thing that had to happen. <clears throat> everything that happened in this game was predicted, except for the first quarter, which was punt, 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 where the Chiefs' offense stalled. And it sounded like um like you were doing like a like a crazy like you know like techno song like punt 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 yeah the Steelers punted seven times on rails so that's good for the Chiefs defense but it's concerning for, the, for Ben Roethlisberger in the black and gold <laughs> um so good the defense was good and they were good against the Steelers three weeks ago so this was to be expected and it kind of just played out in the same way it took the the Steelers scoring to wake the Chiefs offense up, which was a little concerning to me because if they wait for the Buffalo Bills to like get going to wake up, they're not going to beat the Buffalo Bills. I mean, 
that's the one takeaway I have with the Chiefs because it was the only, like I said, it was the only part of the game that was not predictable was the stalling of the Chiefs offense to begin the game. And if you give the Bills a quarter where you're just not going to score points, what's the score going to be after the first quarter? 14 nothing Bills with the way that their offense is playing at this stage. And, and that, to me, I, I think is the biggest point of the game. Now, after the forced fumble, it was like 10 minutes and 30 seconds where Patrick Mahomes threw five touchdowns in that time span. It has been a long time since we have seen the Legion of Zoom Chiefs where Don't they score. That. We can come they up score, with a way more clever nickname. They score like this. Fast, explosive plays. Andy Reid creativity. They Andy Reid had this gem where to begin the game, to begin the scoring, where TJ Watt is relentless, right? He's explosive. This is the Watt family. I don't know if you've seen this video tonight of JJ Watt, RJ with the Cardinals. I mean, he's he's back tonight, so he's, he released a video with some music. On. JJ Watt has been living for this moment, like like to have mm-hmm. this like WWE entrance into yeah. a Monday night playoff game that Peyton right. Manning is on Monday the call for. Yeah. Like, oh man, Nirvana. Um, so TJ Watt, they almost used his leverage against him, where he's he comes around the outside and like almost like is gonna almost get pat mahomes and then mahomes with the underhand if your case you forgot jarek mckinnon exists and he had the game of his life in this out of nowhere when the chiefs are down a running back or two jarek mckinnon had the first touchdown for kansas city and then you had the mahomes onslaught of five touchdowns in a row in the 10 minutes and 30 seconds they were having some fun they threw a touchdown to an offensive lineman travis kelsey threw a touchdown to byron pringle and the chiefs offense was rolling and again, I, I think like I, I go back to that that beginning. I think my biggest thing is with Kansas City, when you're covering the Chiefs, this is Super Bowl championship or bust. You can't even get to the Super Bowl and feel like good about the season. That's that's where the franchise is. So you got to think about the next game always in, in this playoffs, because this game doesn't matter if you don't go and beat the Buffalo Bills and you can't start out like you did and expect to do that. And so that's that to me is where I'm at with this team. And now I think we're getting ready, RJ, for <clears throat> what is almost to me, like the NFL game of the year. I mean, this is two offenses. We love offenses as NFL fans and reporters playing really good football, heading in on a collision course to see who goes to the AFC title game. I'm very, very excited for this 5.30 Central Time, 6.30 Eastern Time. Next week, Arrowhead Stadium. I'll be in the building. And I think it's... Please use the official name for Arrowhead. I think it's G of Fields, <laughs> D-E-H-A Field at Arrowhead State. They pay a lot of money for that. That's all I'm saying. I mean, you know, just, you know, give them their deal. Trust me. I mean, I, I get it. Look, the hustle is real. Uh, can't wait to get to G-E-H-A, and this thing is going to be popping. I, I'm really excited for this football game, and I think it can go any any direction. Like I said, I was actually stunned that the Chiefs are favored by any points in this game. I think it's a straight pick em, And when you have to, uh, these offenses, and they're this close, and the Bills have a lot to prove, and and you know it's that next big brother, little brother situation. I I think we're in for you know the game of the year. So I'm I'm very excited for next week. Um, first of all, um, I'm glad that we no longer have to put up with the Ben Roethlisberger farewell. Glad that's over. That was a long month. Uh, second of all, um, you want to go double or nothing? Carnitas burritos. I'll take the Bills. You can take the Chiefs. I can't refuse this bet. You know, you I want know the points though. I'm not going to pick them. I'm not giving you points. Are you kidding me? No, I'm a watch- the Monday Look. football Monday spread is pick them. We no. just established we've established no. that. No, 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 no. Like we're our, our official sponsor is Draft. <laughs> I'll give you two and I'll give you two and a half. Use code SBN I don't, NFL. I don't care. Yeah, take um, it. Whatever. I don't care. I you know care. what, Pete? Because because I'm a man of honor. All right. Because I'm a man of honor. At the time of this streaming slash recording, it has moved to two. 
Okay, so I'll give see, you your half point back. You know, I don't, see, I don't I'm, want the half point. The general public is already listening to me. It should be a closer to the. I don't the care. Meet, it's called the, Monday Football Monday, not Friday Football Friday. It's not Triple All F. right. You know what I mean? So like we're, we're going off this the line on Monday. What do you want me to do? My hands are tied here. I mean, this is look. You know who you're being? You're the Bengals fan. It's like the who cares if the whistle was blown? All right, no, he not, was going to catch that's not it what anyway. I'm being like. The rules are the rules. That's not what I'm being like. Okay. Go, why don't you go bring your benches to Washington again? I'll I'll right. take the bet. Um, okay, two points. I got the Bills. You got the Chiefs. Uh, double or nothing. Carnitas burritos from Chipotle. We are open, Chipotle, to maybe individual sponsors. Maybe give us. Mm. Uh, maybe, ooh, Pete, maybe we need those lifetime Chipotle cards that the celebrities get. God, you know what I'm talking about? I would love a lifetime Chipotle <laughs> card. I would eat Chipotle every day if I had one of those. That to uh, me. It's a, it's a career goal. It, it is a career goal. I'm not going to lie here. You mentioned um, the Steelers punting seven <clears throat> times in a row. This is not a joke. This is totally serious. Uh, in college, my friend Gino and I, we went to Chipotle seven days in a row just to do it. So um, maybe I'm a bigger fan than you. Uh, That's like ten, super size me for Chipotle. Right. Tonight, Pete Tweeney, the Los Angeles Rams and the Arizona oh. Cardinals, the battle out west. It's so the fighting Watts, stadium. baby. JJ uh, Watts back. This thing is going to be wild. Um, who do you got? Rams, Cardinals. Yeah, it, who wins? It, Why? Easy pick here. It's it's the Rams. Okay. The the Cardinals needed to get Hopkins back, and that to me would have made this a lot more interesting. I just don't think that they've been the same offense or the same team with that dy that dynamic receiver. And regardless of of Watt's presence here, I I think the Rams have a, a similar game plan and 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 go at it like the the Niners did, and really again uh, go and and punch the Cardinals in the mouth. The Cardinals. At one point, we're the best team in football, and I don't think you could argue that, and then kind of fell off and, and really backed their way into having uh, this game here. And so, yeah, I unfortunately, I would like to say that it would be a better game, but I, I tend to really like the Rams in this one. I just think they're the better team. The Cardinals have lost four of their last five games to get into the playoffs. Their one win was against the fraud king Dallas Cowboys. Um, oh, man. <laughs> So man, this is really sad, man. I, you know, I feel for you this morning. Typically I don't. And I like to like lean in on really making fun of you, but you don't have a polo on. You're not going to wear a polo for 10 months, which I mean, you I look mean, handsome in a polo. It's nice fun. when you're able to be happy and joyful on a Monday. And uh, yeah, I feel, I feel bad for you. Your team let you down. You're the biggest Cowboys advocate. And at least you're being real this morning. You're calling them frauds and Man, a lot of off-season work to do, a lot of Super Smash Brothers to play, I would guess, right? Yeah, seriously. I want to unlock all the characters, you know what I mean? Like that's, you know. You know what? I'm not yeah. Debbie. Take the rest of the day off. You you know, you don't need to. <laughs> Why don't you um I'll give you I'm going to give you the nod, man. Look, you deserve I'll, it. All I'll say is I'm really grateful to PJ Tour seasons back. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I'm I'm a Manchester United supporter, so that sucks too. Did you uh, see the so tournament with Tiger Woods and his son? They were playing between the you never fail to upset me, no matter what. Like you, you, <laughs> you could you could find a way. Um, Rams, oh, Cardinals. We're both taking the Rams. Um, okay. Okay. So uh, last thing before we get out of here, because we got we got the Rams in. That means the Rams go to Tampa. Uh, the Niners go to Green Bay. The Bengals are going to Tennessee. Let's pick all four games. Or, or the other, uh, not four games. Uh, let's pick all the games. We've got the Bills and, and Chiefs already done. Rams, Bucks. I'll take Tampa. Um. I'll take Tampa over the Cardinals, too, just to be clear. My preseason pick was Chiefs over Rams, so I'm going to stay true to that in these picks, and I'll, I'll go L.A. Uh, against okay. the Bucks. 
Okay. You want to throw a, a chicken or beef burrito, which should have been the name of Monday Football Monday, by the way, um, instead of Carditas? Why do you get a second burrito in on Let's here? make sure the Rams are playing in this game first, and then we can okay. talk about it. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Bengals, Titans. I will take the Titans. I like the Titans, too. I, I, I've said it on this podcast. I, I think they're just so sneaky. I mean, it's the sneakiest one seed of all time. No one, no one, nobody is thinking that the Titans are going to go to the Super Bowl. I, I like Tennessee. Okay. And uh, Niners, Packers. I've already said I think the Packers are one. Yeah. Green Bay for me. Yeah. The so Bay, that would be the Green Bay Merman. Shout out to Phoebe Buffet. Yeah. So the only games we differ on are Bucks and Rams. And... Assuming, assuming the Rams win. Yeah. And, uh, and I know, then we make a lot of assumptions. You know what happens when you assume? Uh, and then the Chiefs, yes. And I don't. I mean, but that one. Not, you're like, I you feel good about the Chiefs. I I really feel like it could go either way, and it scares me. Um, I actually think, and we'll you know we'll discuss this as the week unfolds. But I think the Chiefs losing would be less disappointing than it would have been if not for the first half struggles of the season. You know what I mean? Like like coming from the Cowboys' perspective today, there is this like, well, this is kind of who they've been. You know what I mean? Like, there's this like reasoning that you're like you know what this they were frauds you know what i mean we could admit it not that the chiefs are frauds but like if they lose to the bills it'll be like yeah i mean they got destroyed by them early in the season you know whatever you know what this 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 screams so i still think patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league and i've always had this belief i've always had this belief where he's going to be this guy that's going to present some prevent some really other good quarterbacks such as a joe burrow a lamar a josh allen from winning a lot of championships. You know, I, I think you saw that with Brady. I think you saw that with Jordan. This to me is the first opportunity for a Bills team that really looks like they should win the Super Bowl to live up to that a little bit where you're knocking guys out. And uh, we'll see if, if that comes to fruition. Uh, if the Bills go and win, which I, as I've already said, you know, can happen, then then it, that feels like less of a thing. And maybe we were overrating Patrick a little bit. We'll see. All right, Pete Sweeney. You said it all. You did it all. Cowboys are frauds. The final words belong to you. Send us home. You know what? I I just want to say I'm 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 proud of you, man. Uh, you've come a long way. You were a a Mike McCarthy supporter. I tried to tell you the whole year to to jump off the Mike McCarthy ship, and the water is fine. And I'm glad you're in here with me now. I I, I you're a friend, and we can swim in this pond together. Bottoms up. Peace. <laughs>